Coming up on Behind the Woman. I forget who said it, but they say service is the rent we pay for a living on this earth, and I truly believe that. There are reasons why people should consider historically black colleges and universities for higher education. You're not called to be perfect. None of us are, and it, none of us are perfect. I want to be able to speak for people who may not be in the room. I look at that as my privilege. I may be in that room, but it's not just about me. This program is brought to you by the members of WCNY. Thank you. National Grid is proud to support Behind the Woman because of the energy it provides to our community. Welcome to Behind the Woman. I am your host, Dr. Johanna Rogers. Tonight, we are going to journey with Lisa Alford, Commissioner of Adult and Long-Term Care here in Onondaga County. Lisa sat down with us to talk about planting seeds and the importance of experience. She helps us understand an experience is never wasted. Let's meet Lisa. I'm Lisa Alford. My work title is Commissioner for the Department of Adult and Long-Term Care Services for Onondaga County. Okay, I work on that, that the echo part. I was born in Augusta, Georgia, so I'm a Georgia peach. I grew up with my uh, mom and dad. I have two younger sisters. My parents are both from Augusta, so my maternal and paternal grandparents were there, so I grew up around my grandparents, and we were very involved in our church as well as other community service and community organizations. My parents were both in edu education. They were both educators, uh, and I certainly had an interest in helping others. My undergraduate degree is from Hampton University, uh, go Pirates, and my master's degree is from The Ohio State University uh, in Columbus, Ohio, go Bucks. My undergraduate degree is in communication disorders, and my graduate degree is in audiology, so I'm an audiologist by profession. I ended up working in a small town called Kankakee, Illinois, about 50 miles south of Chicago. I worked there for one year because in audiology you have to do a clinical fellowship year, so I did my clinical fellowship year there. And after that I moved back to Columbus, Ohio and stayed there for a while before moving to Syracuse in 96. When I got here, I actually ended up working for a local Community Action Agency and was the Director of uh, Child and Youth Development. It really helped me to learn a lot about the community here in, uh, in Onondaga County because we had sites in the city as well as in the more rural and suburban parts of the county. I forget who said it, but they say service is the rent we pay for living on this earth and I truly believe that. I have no doubt that that passion for helping and being involved in the community came from my family. After my father passed, a gentleman told me that 
he had gone to college and my dad saw him at one of the schools and he was on his hands and knees, sort of, he was working in maintenance at the time and my dad said to him, what are you doing? You know, you finished up your college degree and he told him to get up, he got him a job and he said he never looked back and he said, you have no idea the, the type of help that your, your dad, what he did for so many people and so I certainly tried to follow in those footsteps. Whatever space I'm in, I want people to, um, I want to be able to speak for people who may not be in the room. And I think, again, I look at that as my privilege. I may be in that room, but it's not just about me. Having a child with special needs has been, I think it's probably, it's changed me in ways that I had not thought about. Life, if you allow it, you know, it should change you. You shouldn't think the same way at 20, 30, 40, 50, because your experiences should inform your thinking. Even though he has special needs, but it constantly makes me think of differences and how do we respond to people's differences and create spaces where they feel included and not an afterthought. And I, and I really invite people to be intentional about connecting with and developing relationships with people that are different from them because most of us can live pretty segregated lives. We really need to think, you need know, to take the limits off. We may have this little mustard seed of what we think something is, but we have no idea the impact of what we're doing can mean to other people. Well, thank you for sitting down with me today. I'm glad to be here. I am so often just enamored by you and your presence and all of that. And we were recently at a women's retreat together and you started to talk about how women in the community have kind of labeled you this Aunt Felicia. Felicia. Right, this Felicia Rashad kind of <laughs> persona. And um, I don't... I, I don't really know, I don't necessarily look like her, mm -mm. but I think what it is is my style of communicating or my body language and how I, kind of my presence, mm -hmm. maybe has that sort of Felicia Rashad feel, air, air to, to it. it. I don't, and, I don't, and I don't see it as a negative. I think, I think she's very polished, very regal right, um, type persona, and, uh, and for, I, I think that's a positive. And for the younger generation who may not remember, I grew up with Felicia mm -hmm. Rashad on television and she, when, when they said that, I was like, yes, that is exactly what it is because she was like this energy that made you want to almost sit up straight mm -hmm. and like put your kind of best foot forward because mm -hmm. she was like no nonsense, but she was like kind of cool and she just was like, she planted seeds and I think when you come into the room, when you are engaged in things, that's often what you do from my perspective and just like watching you. And that's, and what, and that's what I hope to do. I mm -hmm. hope to plant seeds. I hope that what I've gained or the knowledge that I've gained from living or the experiences, mm -hmm. I don't believe that any experience should be wasted nor mm -hmm. should any knowledge be withheld. So I believe that it, I am responsible for sharing what I know uh, the relationships I may have that can benefit other people so that can be maximized in some other way mm -hmm. uh, beyond maybe what I may th have thought a particular relationship is. Maybe organizations partnering or individuals getting connected to mm -hmm. do mm -hmm. bigger and greater things. I think that's all important. So I don't think any of those experiences should be wasted. And I also don't believe that they are for me alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. 
Do you think that is something that you got growing up? Where did this idea of giving or planting seeds sort of kind of come from? I think that I grew up in a family that, um, you know, my, I think back to my grandmother, you know, being known in her neighborhood or her community and mm -hmm. being one that people many times would rely on for information or, mm -hmm. or knowledge or even connections. And I, I think it certainly extended to my own parents, seeing them being active in the community. Mm -hmm. uh, both my parents were in education. And um, I even remember, you know, my father who ended up being an administrator in the school district where I lived, he, you know, helped a lot of people get jobs and other opportunities. So mm -hmm. I saw him, you know, use his position uh, to really help so many other people. So mm -hmm. I think I learned it from watching those family experiences that I had. When someone says Felicia Rashad or, or talks about Lisa Alfred in such a esteemed way for a lot of women just mm -hmm. in this community. And so when we're talking about this Woman Up 2019, I was like, I gotta get Lisa Alfred to sit down with me <laughs> and talk about why, mm -hmm. um, you know, as a black woman planting seeds, we mm -hmm. earlier talked about being authentically mm -hmm. who we are, mm -hmm. um, kind of sending these messages almost in kind of like a mentoring kind of way is so important. I think it's really important that we, those of us who may be a little farther along in our lived experience in life, <laughs> that we have a responsibility to share that knowledge and those experiences mm -hmm. to either uh, help educate, sometimes even help those that are following behind us to avoid certain pitfalls. But there's some things that you will have to learn by going through. But I think the important part that I try to impart about being authentic is that, you know, people may look, they see one part of your life and they, they, they have the impression that everything is perfect or everything is all together. And the reality is that's not true for anyone. Mm. And I think by sharing those areas where we may be struggling or areas mm -hmm. that we have not mastered in our lives mm -hmm. with others, that it gives other people the understanding that you can still be a good, phenomenal, fabulous woman who's striving, making an impact, but it does not mean that you have to be perfect to do it. Absolutely. I think many times we will delay um, sharing. We feel almost like, how can I share with someone else? Because this part of my life isn't good. But you are never called to be perfect. You are called to continue to be striving. And I think many times the best lessons that we share with other people are the ones where we have really struggled or maybe our failures because it gives them the understanding that you don't have to be perfect. It helps to reduce some of that stress and it also helps people to realize they can still really be very positive, have an impact, but you keep going. You know, right. the process is where a lot, most of the learning takes place. Mm -hmm. If uh, it's like a baby learning to walk, you know, you don't learn to walk by, you just get up one day and you walk. It's the falling, it's learning how to balance. It's, it's that, you know, how do I avoid this? Because I know if I went this way, I would fall or I'd hit my head. So that's what happens to us in life that we should be learning from those areas. So I don't want you to have to go through all of the pitfalls, you know, <laughs> that, that I may have gone through. Right. But like I said, it does not rob us of the opportunity to be really fabulous and to make a really big impact. And I think sometimes we will deny sharing uh, some lessons that we know 
because we think that, well, I don't want to say that because I don't want anyone to think that I'm perfect. Mm -hmm. But again, you're not called to be perfect. None of us are, and it, none of us are perfect. Mm -hmm. And we can be, as I said, have mastered one area in our lives and really be struggling in other areas or be stagnant. And also, it also helps us understand that you may have done really well or mastered certain areas of your life, but at some point later on, you may need to have some growth. You're at a different stage of your life. So what may have um, met the need at the time in your 20s or 30s when you're in your 40s or 50s, you may be growing in, a, in that area that at one point it fit, it worked. Right. But it may not work when you're in your 40s or it may not work in your 50s. Lisa is an alum of Hampton University. She is an advocate and passionate believer in education for the African-American community. So much so, a few months back, she gathered the community here at WCNY to watch the documentary Tell Them We Are Rising about the importance of historically black colleges. Let's see Lisa in action. The event today is actually a partnership with, between the public television station here in Syracuse, WCNY, and Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, the IOTA New Omega chapter, which is the graduate chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha. And we're going to be showing the a movie, Tell Them We Are Rising, which talks about the rich legacy and history of historically black colleges and universities in this country, and what their purpose was then, how they came about, and also giving some information about are they still relevant? And we'll also have a brief uh, panel discussion after the screening of the movie. Because there's this assumption among black and white folks that by going to an HBCU that somehow you aren't knowing or learning how to navigate these majority world, the world in which we live. That is the farthest from the truth. In fact, what it will do is that it tells you what you need to do, how to prepare it, but they also provide the support. So this gives us, and gives us an opportunity to actually uh, see a movie that talks about the historical perspective, but the panel actually gives us an opportunity to talk to real life people who've actually attended those institutions, why they were important to them, what were the significant reasons or the impact those institutions had on them and continue to have on them, as well as the lifelong relationships that have continued uh, and opportunities to connect with persons across this country that have been ed educated at those institutions. I really like giving the community an opportunity to not only for me to participate and get to know persons in the community, but also for me to get to know people in the community and share, in this particular case, my life experience having attended a historically black college. and. Um, People have lots of myths about things that they just don't understand. So these types of venues and opportunities give people an opportunity to ask questions and to learn about things that they may not ordinarily know about. What I hope people will learn from this event today is that historically black colleges and universities are still relevant and still important. While people have many choices, there are reasons why people should consider historically black colleges and universities for higher education. It's a great place to get a high quality education, to develop lifelong relationships, to have a educational environment that is uh, similar to the cultural experience of persons in this community, and to actually have an environment where you can just be and you sometimes don't have to worry about so many of the other issues that you may see on other campuses or predominantly white campuses. But there was a vested interest in ensuring that we were ready for the world. 
I remember doing my student teaching my senior year in college and I, it was sort of in a rural area of Virginia and the, uh, it was a white woman who was our supervisor. I got there, I was the only student there at her school, uh, only student from Hampton, and she started complaining about how the students at Hampton weren't as good as the students from Old Dominion University and you know it was just very negative and I'm thinking wow this is, I haven't even started yet. And so I went back to campus uh, later that, that week and I saw Dr. Screen, the same the head of the department again. I told him about it and, and he said, yeah, um, that's how she is. And I said, you know how she is? I said, why would you send me to a place that you know this person feels so negatively about students from Hampton? And his response to me was, because we know you could take it. And Hampton has the motto, education for life. So the idea is that while they get you started, the idea is that you are able to develop and be integrated into a world where you have a lifelong education, but knowing that that continues to evolve, but it gives you tools in which you're comfortable moving in and out of spaces and places where you may be the one, the first, the only. And so this is another opportunity or venue to really talk about environments and institutions that give you an opportunity to, to learn, to grow, to make missteps, and to know that you don't have to be perfect, but that you're held responsible for continuing to try to continue to learn. And that whole idea of education for life and lifelong learning is something that was deeply embedded in me when I attended Hampton. We should look for as many opportunities as we can to connect with people. I think one of the downsides of cell phones, while they may be great for us to communicate, sometimes it actually gets in the way of us really connecting, connecting with, with people. people. And uh, you know, text messages aren't the same as sitting Certain in someone's presence. Right. There, there's something to be said for being the presence of others. Right. And, and when we are in the presence, E-N-C-E, being present, P-R-E-S-E-N-T. Listen now, Lisa <laughs> don't said a word. Um, look, look that's, that's tweetable, right? That's, that's repostable. That's repostable. Absolutely. But I think to hear you say that, mm -hmm. and I think to sit down with um, another African-American woman and just be like, it's okay not to be perfect. Mm -hmm. It's okay not to feel like you don't have everything in order. Mm -hmm. And part of my journey has been about allowing other people to come and be a part of your journey that can help accentuate mm -hmm. your weaknesses, mm -hmm. right? Like someone that can help you get your finances together, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Someone even with, you know, the show and what we're putting together, a girlfriend's like, my mom's in town, do you need food? And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I do. And she's like, well, let my mom make you something. Mm -hmm. you know, just, and you know, just letting other people help. Letting other people you'd help. Be, you'd yeah. be very surprised if, you ask for what you need. Mm -hmm. I believe the the what's the quote that talks about the universe conspires to support Absolutely. us. There, it doesn't mean it has to be you. Right. It may be someone else, and it, it gives other people an opportunity to share their gift Absolutely. or what they're able to. You know, everybody has a part to play in this family puzzle. So, <laughs> and family in the broadest sense um, of community. And us sitting here today mm -hmm. is almost. A, uh, evident of the universe conspiring mm -hmm. of finding individuals that need or are looking for an opportunity, presenting that opportunity and mm -hmm. meeting it with some of the desires of one's heart, right? Mm -hmm. And I often talk to women about jumping, mm -hmm. right? And 
kind of what you're saying, this ability of like releasing yourself from these ideals of what it means to be perfect mm -hmm. in your mind, because what's perfect for somebody else may, may not, not be, be right. perfect for you. Right. Um, but kind of releasing and allowing yourself to really be who you are authentically. Mm -hmm. um, and I think trusting the process and trusting that the creator has something for you to learn through that process. Uh, I, I like the thought of that there's no experience is ever wasted. Mm -hmm. And I, that's sometimes hard to feel, especially if something's really difficult for you, that what is it, as opposed to saying, why is this happening to me? You know, I try to reframe it to help me say, well, what am I to learn from this, mm. you know? And again, that's, I, that's why I think of, you know, no experience is ever wasted. Okay. And, and it also many times will connect you with people along the way that actually can help you. Right. Right. And it gives you an opportunity. And one of the things I always try to do, you know, we sort of loosely use the word networking. Mm -hmm. But networking isn't all about, say, business networking. It, it may be a relationship that someone can impart some knowledge. They may mm -hmm. have the seeds or a part of the puzzle that you need to further what your passion is. Uh, yeah. um, I was thinking of a, a, a young man that I work with. You know, he's got some things that he's trying to do in the community. Mm -hmm. And I actually happened to meet someone at a breakfast. And I said, you know, it might be good if you two connected, connected. Um, right. to help do that. So that's one of the things I, I really try to do. I try to think of relationships and mm -hmm. organizations that mm -hmm. can connect to help further what people, other people's passions are, as well as mine. Okay. And, uh, but help us, you know, move things on us, you know, and make the world better for all of us. From your seat, from your perspective, from your lived experience, mm -hmm. I want you to share with us something that you want women to really take hold of. I would say, let me think. Um, obviously, you know, I, I talk a lot about being authentic mm -hmm. and giving ourselves permission to rest and being authentic and mm -hmm. being comfortable with the areas that we may not like as well and mm -hmm. that may many times it's temporary uh, but being comfortable with that and to look for ways to uh, feed ourselves you know mentally physically spiritually mm -hmm. being comfortable asking for what we need or asking for help mm -hmm. for areas that we may not be able to to do ourselves mm -hmm. i would also say um, you know, realizing that uh, we may have to take leaps, leaps of faith. And, and sometimes, like I said, sometimes we aren't quite comfortable, but sometimes we may be the inspiration for someone else mm -hmm. to take that leap of faith to do something really great that they may be, you know, even if it's just sending an, a text message or, uh, you know, connecting with lunch or to, to say to someone, I see you. You know, sometimes mm -hmm. it's just to acknowledge, say, you know, you don't have to know a person that well. I remember I, I sent um, a little text to a young woman that I've really been paying attention. I don't know her very well, but I've been seeing what she's doing in the community. And I think it's very inspiring. And I think what we forget is that in many instances where we may think we're doing it for someone else, it actually is motivating and inspiring. I mean, I will tell you one of the things that I've shared with you and some of the other young people in our community, you all inspire me to do more, to do greater things. I'm actually bolstered by you all's energy. So, mm -hmm. so whereas, you know, sometimes we may get to a point where we're sort of complacent. Mm -hmm. So uh, one of my favorite poems it talks is Desiderata, and it talks about how 
you can learn from other people, even people who you may think don't have much to share with you. Mm -hmm. And it's not about degrees. It's not about, um, you know, what level of a job someone has. Mm -hmm. You can learn from anybody. Sometimes it's learning what you want to do. Their courage inspires you to be more courageous. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's their challenges or their failures that say, Absolutely. okay, that's not a way I want to go. Mm -hmm. um, but you can learn from everything, everybody. So, so I think we should be look for opportunities to share that with, with others. So yeah. um, we all can reach whatever our greatest you know, potential that we have. So we, we don't want anybody to waste anything. No. We we want to slide in to the end of our days tired, <laughs> tired. because we have our used we have, we have used all that God gave us. Absolutely. So we want to slide in tired. We don't want to slide, slide in, having, in tired. having kept those talents and those treasures, treasures to ourselves, um, because they are not given those relationships, those networks, those talents and treasures. They are not given to us for us alone. They are meant to be shared. This They're is my belief. Be they are meant Absolutely. to be shared. And they got a leap. Exactly. In order to do it. Exactly. That's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Lisa on our journey helps us realize that we are not called to be perfect. We are who we are, and who you are is simply enough. It's exactly how you were meant to be. So let's be a little bit easier on ourselves. Thank you for joining me on Behind the Woman. See you next week. Next week on Behind the Woman. I struggle with a lot of things in my life, and music has been like something I can I can turn on a song and I feel better. It's harder to live with the regret of that I should have done it instead of you tried and it fell. When my mom, when she passed away, it, it just lit a fire, you know, for me to go after what it was that I wanted. Young girls who may want to DJ and, and think that, you know, they can do it, I, I want them to know that they can. This program is brought to you by the members of WCNY. Thank you. VIP Structures, 45 years of integrated solutions offering architecture, engineering, construction, and development. VIP, creating sustainable structures designed and built to enrich neighborhoods and strengthen communities. Experience the creative, collaborative difference at VIP. National Grid is proud to support Behind the Woman because of the energy it provides to our community.